welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be in that room where those people come in and they pitch their idea, their product, their service, their business to those savvy investors on shows like Shark Tank and Dragon's Den? Well, if you have, you definitely want to stay tuned in today for our podcast. Our guest today is Brad Hallwood. Brad is the investment analyst for TNM Group of Companies that combined uh, investment portfolio for Jim Treliving and George Melville. TNM's portfolio does over $1 billion in annual sales across a variety of industries. And Brad has a wide range of business experience as an award-winning marketer, Combined with over 10 years experience in operations and management consulting and expertise in franchising and financial management, Brad acts as a strategic advisor to several companies within the TNM portfolio and assesses new businesses and investment opportunities which shape the corporate strategy of TNM group of companies. Brad, I'm so honored to have you here with us today. Thank you, Elaine. I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here and I'm, I'm very excited. I am very excited because this is Brad's first podcast interview, and I know it will not be his last. And we are so lucky to have him because we often get asked, you know, what is it like to be on Dragon's Den and those crazy shows on te- television? Brad has an amazing, amazing job. I'm going to ask him to describe that to us right now. Yeah, so uh, I, I definitely have a, an amazing job, and I'm, I'm very fortunate to work for uh, two very successful Canadian uh, businessmen in, in George Melville and Jim Treliving, and uh, they are the chairman and owners of, of Boston Pizza International, and have also built a, a, a vast portfolio of other companies that they've invested in, which is called the T and M Group of Companies, standing for Treliving and Melville. So, uh, my specific role within within T and M is is to look at uh, new investment opportunities for both Jim and George, as well as man- Manage a portfolio of, of our existing investments, and um, obviously with with Jim Treliving uh, being on Dragon's Den for ten years now, if you can believe it, um, it's it's been a, a unique ride, and I actually get the opportunity to sit backstage with him and and uh, watch the pitches and, and go through the due diligence process with all of the deals. So um, it's 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 a great job, and it always keeps me on my toes. So I, I want to ask you about that. So you get to watch all the people who pitch, and these are not televised. Like not everyone is televised because about 260 pitchers get invited to the taping of the show and then they choose about 180 I think is what we were told when we went on so you get to see every single one is that crazy? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And we do it in about a month of filming, so it's it's, it's jam-packed, long days, uh, and I get the opportunity to sit backstage. And what you may not realize is on television, they cut down the pitches from anywhere to you know uh, under 60 seconds to potentially up to five to eight minutes. Um, but in real life, they're at, they actually go anywhere from 45 minutes to, to 60 minutes. So uh, it's, it's a really unique learning experience for me to be able to sit backstage and watch 260 pitches and have have the five dragons and, and panelists and although the panels changed over the years uh, there is a ton of expertise up there that I can pull from and um, and, and you know it's it's unique in that sense and, and something that you may not see on TV is often after each pitch um, when the decision has been made or the offer has been made the the, the, the panelists or the dragons will take uh, you know a couple minutes each to, to just give their advice and expertise to uh, the pitcher whether a deal got done or not which I think is a, a very generous 
act, but you know, B, it's it's just such a great learning experience for for anyone going on the show, and and especially for myself getting getting to watch backstage to to learn from these uh, knowledgeable businessmen and women. I think that anyone who is in business or even thinking about starting a business could be very educated by, from just watching the show. And I always highly recommend it. I, I always tell people that uh, when we auditioned for the show, it was probably the best crash course business 101 because you had to get your numbers lined up and, and know your numbers. You had to get your business plan created and implemented and, and all that fun stuff that you normally don't do when you start a business when you think, okay, I'm just making money and selling. it's it, There needs to be a bigger picture. So I'm wondering, Brad, if you ever sit there watching these pitches and you think, oh my goodness, nobody invested in that? That's crazy. I would have. Did you ever go through that during the taping this year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's, you know, you, you, you see so many different unique businesses and it's interesting because there can be some 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 really great products or ideas out in the marketplace, but there's a, there's just a huge difference between a great product and a great idea compared to a great business. And sometimes, you know, great products never get recognized and, and never take that next step towards a great business. And at the same time, you know, sometimes uh, a, a lackluster product can also become a great business just because the entrepreneur has, you know, a very great business sense. And it is rare, of course, but, um, you know, I, I've definitely seen that happen. And, and Dragon's Den is a, a unique setting where you never know uh, what is going to come in front of you. You know, it could be some of the wackiest, wildest ideas you've ever seen. But uh, we've also, you know, we've invested in, in a lot of companies that we thought we would never become involved in that have become very, very successful. So uh, it's it's a definitely a, a unique learning experience for us. So Brad, you get to see firsthand hundreds of businesses that come to seek this investment from your company. And in fact, many of them come on Dragon's Den as they pitch in front of Jim True Living and the other Dragon investors. So what would you say are the top three must-haves that make a business worth considering that investment? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dragon's Den, it all starts out with the pitch, right? And, and uh, you know, when we look at these investments and if we consider investing in them, the first thing, and I've, I've learned this from both Jim and George, is uh, we look at the people behind the business. Uh, that is the most, the single most important thing for us. And uh, specifically on Dragon's Den, it's a great, it's a great setting because, um, you know, when people come out, and, and for me, what gets me engaged is when they come out with a great story. Uh, you know, a story behind the business uh, whether it be how it started or, or you know how they got involved in this, uh, really what it does is it, it creates that automatic connection to the entrepreneur and you want to listen and you want to learn more. And, and it takes you to a place where you're not looking at it so much as a business deal, but you're looking at it in terms of getting to know the person behind the business deal and, and seeing, you know, you, you kind of switch your, your frame of mind a little bit. So, uh, you know, the, the people behind the business is, is very important. And it's not just that initial pitch and the initial story, but, you know, throughout the due diligence process, a, a big part for us is assessing, you know, could we see this person as our business partner? What is their communication style like? Uh, you know, do they respond to the emails? Do they answer your phone calls? Um, and and you know, if we put our faith in them in terms of our investment dollars and becoming a shareholder in their business, can we see them going out there and growing this thing, scaling this thing? Can they get the meetings? Um, you know, we're there and we can provide a certain amount of support, but we always invest in businesses and people first, and we want to make sure that they can do it. So I think people would be the big one. Uh, you know, obviously they. 
other two, I'll, I'll quickly go through them. You know, the product in the marketplace, that's always something we look at. Um, you know, is it a great product? What consumer feedback has there been on the product? Is there a need for the product and does it solve a problem? Those are all things we need to assess. Uh, and then the last part would be the numbers and the financials. And, and, and that tells a story in itself. And, and really, that's the easy part is, you know, looking into the, the financial numbers of a business, you know, that that lays out how the business was financed. Um, you know, what's the story? And, and, and it can tell you a lot. So uh, but first and foremost, we look and invest in people first. Yes, that's that's very much who Gentry Living is, it's always about that working with that person and who is that person and 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 I like what you said, it the story, having a story. What is that story? And I remember um, talking to Bruce Croxon later who was one of the dragons when I pitched and this was maybe a year later and we were in the same conference or at an event and he said, you know, he was I still remember your story. He goes, what hit me was that, you know, you were a school teacher and you, you made this off your kitchen table till about three in the morning. And he knew that and he said, that yeah. that's that's what I want to be a part of. Of course, we didn't go that route <laughs> and he's a great gentleman. The story stays with you. And, yes. and that says a lot considering, you know, he remembered that after all the, the number of pitches they see in a year is, is unbelievable. So. Yes. And I always... Uh, tell people that when they are, are asking me about marketing and and why how can they make theirs unique well it's your story mm-hmm. you know there could be a lot of different uh, XYZ products but it's your story that that differentiates you and makes you unique absolutely and so I, I want to ask this without naming companies and businesses Brad what was probably the worst mistake you have seen that a business did when they were pitching to the investors why was it so bad what was it yeah I mean that, that that's a good question and um, you know entrepreneurs but by, by nature they tend to be uh, extremely passionate and, and small business owners is you know they live and they breathe uh, their business and, and and you know they can often be very committed to it and sensitive and, and I think that's fantastic but from the investor standpoint you know they're looking at this business and they don't know as much about it and, and they often ask questions or or probe on on certain areas and 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 sometimes you know you see entrepreneurs almost almost take that the wrong way where it sounds like they're they're challenging their business to a certain extent and and sometimes they get quite defensive uh to the to the feedback or the questions that are being asked and um you know the ones that that i see as as, as really successful and, and the ones that have a lot of potential welcome those questions and welcome the conversation and and, and you know, welcome the dialogue, but often at times people, they almost put this protective shell on when anything in their business gets challenged. But, you know, that is, it's definitely not the intention of, of, of you know, the investor in asking these questions. We just want to know more and we're interested. So that would probably be one of the biggest mistakes is is just uh, not being able to be receptive, receptive to that feedback and that questioning from, from the entrepreneurs. And I guess the second one would be, uh, you know, just knowing your business inside and out and, and knowing your numbers and, and having a plan in mind. When, when people come on the den and they say, uh, you know, this is my small business and I just need you to make the phone calls for me or get me in the door <laughs> or whatever it is, it's, that's not something we want to hear. We want to have total confidence in the entrepreneur that they have a plan in mind and they're able to carry out that plan and we're coming along for the ride. And of course we can offer our areas of support, but we want to be 100% confident that they're going to be the ones to take it to the next level.
can you think of one outrageous moment that you can't forget that someone did while they were pitching and you thought sitting there watching on the screen going oh my goodness yeah well i mean i guess doing your research as well is a big part of it it's never a good thing when uh someone comes down the steps and and uh calls the the dragon or the investor by the wrong name oh, no. <laughs> we've seen that a few no times way. yeah absolutely and and you know like i said again confrontation what back to my first point when you see those people not being able to be receptive to the feedback there there has been quite um aggressive confrontation between investors and, and pitchers so it's there has been some wild moments that's for sure oh dear yes i i remember watching some older episodes and i remember seeing jim who used to be a, a former rcmp police officer who actually took someone by their cuff of their collar <laughs> and walked him out yeah and i remember like when i pitched i had my three children and they were quite young they were two and a half four and a half and seven and a half years old and i drilled them with their names i'm like we you need to know the <laughs> names of, of these amazing dragons and and i remember they'd sit and watch episode after episode mostly because I didn't want them to be scared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and have that fear. And I remember walking my, my four-year-old son up that staircase that you cross yeah. that bridge to come down into yeah. Den. And I'm holding Justin's hand, and then he's looking up at me as we're walking up the stairs, and he says, Mommy, I'm not scared of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. And Very brave. Like, no, don't be. <laughs> Even though I wanted to throw up personally myself. <laughs> but it's all good. All good. Absolutely. And... Uh, very crazy. It, I'm sure there are so many of our listeners who would love to be in your shoes, or at least sitting next to you in that room that you get to watch those those uh, people pitch in front of the dragons. Now I'm just going to move on because I want to know um, a eureka moment in your own personal career life, Brad. Do you have a mentor? Is there a lesson that you've learned in business? whether from your own journey or, or someone that you consider a mentor that that you've taken and it makes you who you are today. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess a couple questions in there. The first one, do I have a mentor? I mean, I think uh, I have several and they may not be a formal mentor and maybe more of an informal mentorship, but uh, I think mentors are, are very important. And the, the way I frame it is I'm always, uh, you know, as a small business owner, one of the big questions that you will probably be asked or confront at some point in, in your journey is, um, you know, who should I put on my board of directors? And and that's something that I think about from, from more of a personal standpoint is, you know, who do I want on my personal board of directors or my personal board of advisors? Who can I um, use from my network who can who can help me in business to, to better myself and, and to, um, you know, take that next step in, in whatever direction I want to move. So uh, I do have a, a, a variety of mentors, you know, obviously two of them being the two gentlemen that I work for who um, have a fantastic story, Canadian business success story. Boston Pizza has been, you know, in operation for over 50 years now and, and, and truly is a great Canadian company. And, um, you know, along the way, I've, I've picked up a lot more, a lot of others. So uh, I guess the other question you asked is, is you know, what is one of the best lessons that you've learned in business. So um, I think one of the most important lessons that I've learned is is that your reputation is is you know the most important asset or or the most 
lethal liability and and you look at it almost just like a balance sheet like you would in a business you have assets and you have liabilities and your reputation could be filed under either an asset or either a liability and you could have uh, a very large asset or a very large liability and and that's something you need to be very very careful of because um, you know your reputation is once damaged it's very very tough to recover from that Um, and and one of the things I've learned from, from Jim and George specifically is, is relationships are so, so big and that all starts with your reputation. So um, that would probably be one of the biggest lessons I've learned. I think that is an invaluable lesson that uh, I have to say that's the first time I've ever heard someone tell me that that, that is a lesson is your reputation. How true that is, how true integrity and and honesty is and uh, being a person of your word mm-hmm. and um, and it's very unfortunate when when you do come across that in business as, as I have and I, I'm a very trusting person and and you learn as you go but you your reputation does precede you absolutely and it will last a, a very long impression and and the world is small <laughs> absolutely so that is thank you that is an excellent very valuable lesson I think that that's my golden nugget that I just took from Good. this podcast thank <laughs> you but I'm going to ask you you are very successful yourself Brad and you're very humble now I know that our listeners are learning as we go as I am and it's always great to, to touch on the habits of successful people so I have to ask you do you have a habit one habit or two or three that you do daily that help you to be successful what are they yeah I guess uh, you know I try and have a couple um, and and I was fortunate enough to, to be in the room when when you were interviewing Jim for living and the one I guess golden nugget that I took from his and something that you know he couldn't have said it better for, than I than I could is that, you know the day you don't learn something new is a really really bad day and uh, that was a habit that I've kind of instilled in myself before he even mentioned that is Every single day, I, I try and learn something new, and, and, and you know, I, if I don't understand something, or if I don't know something, whether it be related to business or, or related to anything else, I actually make a note in my iPhone, and I go and make sure that I, I learn it later, and I, I do the research, and uh, you know, having someone show you something or tell you something is one thing, but if you take the initiative to actually go and, 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 and learn it and make sure you understand it, it, it sticks with you. So uh, I think that would be a big one. The second thing I do, which is, uh, I guess, kind of a unique thing, is is, is reflection is a big thing for me as well. Um, every night, you know, right before I go to sleep, I think about, I, I go back through my day and from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. And I think, you know, what happened today? How do I feel about it? You know, was I productive? Where could I have been more productive? What were some good habits that I carried out today, and 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 what could I be better? And it's 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 something that what it does is it it, it just makes you cognizant on on, on a daily, um, you know, almost on an hourly basis of how are you utilizing your time, um, you know, how are you treating other people, all the things that that lead to a, a successful life, whether it be in business or relationships or personal life, um, and and taking those and and reflecting on them and and bettering yourself moving forward so that each day you're better than you were the day before. Brett, are you a morning or a night person? Uh, I'd say I'd probably, uh, a bit of both. Um, I, I'd say probably more a morning person. 
Um, you know, I, I don't stay up too late at night because I like to get my sleep and, and I'm always up early, ready to go in the morning. So we'll go oh, morning. That's great. So yeah. what, what is that thing that you do that just is your escape? Yeah, I, I love sports and I, I would preach, um, you know, to, to everyone that, you know, whether it's sports, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's going for a walk, a hike, find something that, uh, you know, you can do to be active. I think it, it's just a totally, you know, it revitalizes your brain and it, 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 it takes you and, and, and takes you, you know, takes stress away and it does so many great things for you. And, uh, you know, I try to do 45 minutes a day and I schedule it into my, my calendar just like I would any other business meeting. And in the big scheme of things, 45 minutes a day is less than 5% of your day. And if you can set that aside um, and, and leave that for yourself to be active and, and to revitalize your brain, I think it's really, really important. There's a, a magnet that I need to add for Easy Daisies, your yeah, exercise magnet. Exactly, exercise. Very, very important. <laughs> so as you know, I am the Easy Daisy lady, the, the creator of daily visual routines, primarily for children. So I have to ask you about that most important routine of the day, and that is the morning routine. Oh. What is your morning routine, Brad? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if mine is anything out of out of the ordinary. First thing, get up. I always drink a big glass of water to start off the day, of course. You know, shave, shower. The coffee is important to, to get me going, and uh, you know, sometimes, like I said, exercise is very important. I'll, you know, if I know that I have an event at the, in the evening or, or anything where I may not be able to get that exercise in, then of course I, it's got to be in the morning before work. And sometimes it can be tough when that alarm goes off, but uh, <laughs> very, very important. So that's kind of my morning routine. And um, do you feel like that's your uh, recipe to success? Just getting that routine done hopefully routines are you know they're important it's important to stick to a routine and um you know i think my whole day it's not just the morning routine it's the whole day the way i, I go about it so uh, absolutely it's it's important oh that's awesome now i'm gonna put you on the spot like i did to uh, mr o'leary yesterday who's the next person you're gonna buy an easy daisies for Next person will be my uh, new nephew, Jack, who is now three months old, uh, and we're going to get him into his own routine, and, and I can't wait to see how he follows along with the Easy Daisies program, and I'm hoping to take a lot of stress off my sister for you know getting him prepared in the mornings and getting him out the door, whether it be to school. Obviously, it's too early for that now. Well, but... we have a potty, uh, potty training routine. Ooh, that might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, I am so honored that you were part of our show, and I know that I got a golden nugget out of out of our time together, and I know that our listeners have definitely been inspired in the business of real life. So thank you for joining us Fantastic. today. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love hearing from you, so please do find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table. I love to hear your feedback and what you want to hear about. Let me know what golden nugget you got from any of our podcasts, and I would love to share that on our next podcast. And really, very importantly, I'd be so, so honored if you could take a moment and rate this podcast um, on iTunes, because that would be so helpful to me, and it helps with uh, showing our podcast on the rankings within iTunes. And you are absolutely welcome to leave a comment there. And I so appreciate you. And I really, really hope that you got inspired in the business of your life today. So I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.